0: to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks, Internet Radio Broadcast. Now this city may not have the manpower it once did, but it has the firepower. Those stockpiles left behind by FEMA The National Guard, we have it all. I know why you're scared. I'm scared too, believe me. But I recognize and trust you all place, in me. We've been through hell together.
1: But you all know what we're up against.
2: And welcome to Two True Freaks. It's Commentary Catch Up Month, and we are three fifths of the way through, or on our way to being three fifths of the way through. It's our third commentary this month. Who are we? I'm Chris Honeywell, and I'm here with Scott Gardner. Hi. And uh, one of the few times that we didn't get on the phone and just blah 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 before we start recording, because man, <laughs> I love monkey movies, and I have been. Chop it at the bit to get to this one and uh <laughs> i suppose i should say what movie it is it's dawn of the planet of the the inexplicably named dawn of the planet of the apes
0: i know what happened to tony orlando on the, planet <laughs> right. of the Apes? that's what i wanted to
2: know well i don't you think with right you you like naturally by the stories it seems like rise and dawn should have their titles switched should be flip-flopped yeah,
0: yeah i know i thought that too and it's too. very yeah. confusing
2: so whenever i have to think of which movie is which i have to think the opposite of what it intuitively seems like they would be titled
0: mid-afternoon on the planet yeah, of the yeah right Yates. you know?
1: <laughs> if it was one of those tv on the movies <laughs>
0: I just hope the next one is War on the Planet of the Apes, or War of the Planet of the Apes, or something. I want War in the title. Yeah, I mean, the battle's already taken, so what else do you got? I heard a great
2: Planet Mm -hmm. of the Apes joke on a TV show, or a reference on a TV show the other day that just killed me. It it was was on Trailer Park Boys, and one of the characters was pissed off at another character who wanted to kill him and was just like, this is Jim Leahy's last day on the planet of the Earth.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Well, the character's really dumb and always says badly phrased things, so I just like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I kind of, uh, I kind of like the idea of, uh, from, not, from years ago I've been calling the internets the internets, and now I want to call planet Earth the planet of the Earth. That <laughs> a lot better.
0: Well, I do love this movie, and I'm uh, I'm itching to talk about it.
2: I'm curious because I know coming up to this, you were a little you were questioning how it was going to be on a rewatch. So I'm going to be really curious well, to see what you thought.
0: See, it's funny because I find a lot of parallels between this and the last commentary that we just did, which was uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, and you know X uh, X Men. You know, we're doing these commentaries in the order that they we came they came out last year the order that we saw these movies so it's you know it's both uh, fitting and you know logical that we do them in this order because that's the order we saw them in and all that but it's just it's so weird that I had very strong parallel feelings going into both movies and coming out of both movies because the the thing that that they have in common both movies was that, I was really happy there was a sequel to the last installments, you know, X-Men first class and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I was really super excited, especially about Rise because that was kind of a sleeper hit, you know. I mean, that was that was that quiet little movie that you know up until about the time that it was getting released i'm not you know there wasn't a lot of scuttlebutt about it there wasn't a lot a lot of talk and there was a lot of trepidation you know what is this is it going to be any good is it going to match up with the originals blah 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 and then it comes out and it was great and it you know but i didn't i didn't follow it enough to know how did it do i just know how i felt about it i loved it but was it a success was it a hit and it seemed like it was, but was it going to be just a one and done and that was it? And, you know, of course, here we go. There's a, there's a sequel. Well, then going into the sequel, much like going from X-Men First Class to X-Men Days of Future Past, they changed the director. They changed the composer. And those are two huge factors to me, you know, is when they change the music. Especially because keeping I, you know, movies
2: I, continuous between the two of them. A- Know, to, yeah. To have to ca- capture the same feeling.
0: And I, uh, you know, I, I make no bones about my love for Rise. I, I thought Rise was a fantastic movie. I, I really loved that movie. And, you know, the, the two things that I really contributed to my love of that movie, you know, beyond, of course, you know, the special effects and the great story and Andy Serkis' just phenomenal work on that movie with the motion capture and all that. Was the way it was directed, and I loved the score. So now here was a new installment where they're changing those two major factors, you know, the the director and the composer. You know, and I was really nervous going into this one. What I like, and then I, of course I, I I found out just before going to see the movie that, um, James Franco was not going to appear in the in the film, and then that was kind of like, well, gee, you know, I mean, of course. The movie's about Caesar, but so much of that movie was Will's story, too. And so I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that. So, you know, that was my thoughts kind of going into the movie. And I'll talk more about, you know, of course, my reaction to it and all, you know, while we're going through this commentary. But uh, that was kind of my state of mind going into it. Well, I... What did you think?
2: Well, going into it, it, I, I was pretty much in the same place you were because the first one was just we've had a whole spate of you know remakes and I think people forget but Hollywood's always made remakes from the very beginning but lately there's just been a lot of remakes that have that sort of either they fall into either two categories just total crap that nobody cares about or a movie that's generally decent but doesn't have, but isn't, you know, up to the levels of the the original films, but is a watchable movie theater movie, and those movies usually, like, make a modest profit, you know. um, The reboot. reboot. But but this one, boy, you know, it did something that a lot of the reboots don't do, is it really put some effort into it. It put some effort into making it accessible for people who are... This sounds like the stupid talk up to the the first Abrams Star Trek reboot, but they really did make it accessible to people who would know nothing about Planet of the Apes or care nothing about it, and might just have walked into the theater and Planet of the Apes fans. And, mm-hmm. and he did, and he did it without having to, like bending over backwards and making it awkward to do it. It did it very seamlessly. Right. They cast good actors and and wrote a really good script.
0: Yeah, I think seamless is the perfect word to throw out there because I think it is so seamless that because of that, it doesn't get enough credit for the job that it right. did because, come on, I mean, how many reboots have we seen now that have done nothing but piss off the fan base? Or, or worse yet, they get just kind of dismissed and, and they don't make much of a splash one way or the other this one, as you say, was completely accessible to newbies, serviced the older fans, and, uh, you know, put asses in the seats. It drew a crowd, it made a profit, and it, and it spawned a sequel. I mean, come on. That, that's a huge feat in an era where that doesn't really happen. Yeah. So I, I think you know, Rise deserves a, a hell of a lot more credit than it gets because, you know, I, I, I wish that you know, some of the other reboots that we've gotten. And, you know, I'm looking right at you, Abrams, Star Trek had had ju- done half the job that rise did, you know, in, in performing that feat.
2: I, I, I think I said it during the Rise when we did the commentary for rise as a, as a piece of filmmaking, I think rise is better than all the planet of the apes movies before it, except maybe the first one. Mm. Um, you know the the, I mean we we'll fa- we had Planet of the Apes month and we had to face it, face to face. So face to face that there was one that you weren't even <laughs> at with with battle, where, <laughs> yeah they got really cheesy, really fast. Right immediately, fast the sequel was pretty cheesy. In, in its ways but they were still I mean I enjoyed every single one not just enjoyed it like in oh that was a fun bad movie but I I I I just like them I like the the way the ape suits worked I like the the writing in them and they were cheesy but they all had their own little social commentary worked in you know different little angle of social commentary worked in and they're just nifty little fun genre films and I think this one and 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 its predecessor just maybe even bump it up more than a notch. They really uh, they really bring them into the that and it's funny because it's it's when a genre film like that does that. That's when the critics always do that sort of condescending thing where they're like, you know what, this has a really good script in it. You know, although I was surprised too. But then they get all like they'll say things like this movie's a lot better than it should be and stuff like that.
0: Right. And yeah. It's like no,
2: <laughs> this movie is as good as it should be. It's a it's an mm-hmm. ape's movie. I don't know. I'm getting all wound up. I want to start the movie. <laughs> right. I want to start talking about this movie. All or in right. direct reference to it. Okay. Okay. All you monkeys out there, you know the drill. And uh, if you do it right, a little, a little. Uh, Sugar pellet will fall into your tray, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you screw it up, you get an electrical shock. All right, <laughs> so here we go. I'm gonna count backwards from three. When I say, well, well, uh, I shouldn't have to say this, but we're at zero zero on the on the movie. That's where you start. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna count backwards from three. I'll say go, and we'll all start at the same time. Three, two, one.
0: Go. Alright, here we go. 20th Century Fox. Should be 20th Century Ape for these movies, shouldn't it? That would be great if, if, um...
2: Now it it was MGM it would even be better if it was MGM and they could have replaced The Lion. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been even more fun. (laughs)
1: It's
2: a Robin Hood movie. I was just going to say... what. Greek Robin Hood. Some <laughs> monkeys.
1: I want my monkey.
2: <laughs> it's funny this the the. Um, well, we're not to it yet. Everybody's still putting their their monkey pee marks on the.
0: So. <laughs> Marking their territory.
2: But I like this little opening montage. It's 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 just lifted right out of the last right. movie.
0: And they just, dun, 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 dun. Oh, right. no, that's not... oh, I do have a fever and cough and sore throat right now.
2: I like how they, they were, they were very good. They didn't go too crazy on using like, you know, taking clips of politicians and
0: cutting. Them oh, a bit, they, do, they, they do though. They get it in there. There's a voice coming up here in a second. Let's see. I think it's the next one. Right. Yeah. What's the guy from uh, ancient aliens the narrator god he was I, i kept thinking when i it's weird because you know right at the beginning of this movie i instantly recognized his voice from ancient aliens but when we were doing the commentary for um for captain america the winter soldier every time i watched that movie the part with nick fury in the car and he's talking to the to the AI and the AI is talking back to him. It's the same narrator, and I every time I watch that movie, I'm like, God, who is that voice? And I never put it together. It's the same guy. It's like I picked him up instantly in this one, but couldn't place him in oh. the other one. It's really weird. Ah, piss on you, Obama. That's the one moment I didn't need in this well, movie. Well, if
2: it's any consolation to you, he probably died of the
0: the Simeon oh, flu. Okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> It's weird His why they should have used his wife. Ooh.
2: <laughs> and I like the, the lights going out slowly. You can see him. You can see yeah. him, everyone, like, just sort of blinking out. And then all of a sudden they just go out. It's just, it's just a nice, grim reminder that you are in a Planet of the Apes movie.
0: I didn't know what to make of this score. When I first saw the movie and when I first got the album, I only listened to it once or twice. And I was like, eh, I just don't really like this. But there are coming points. up with this commentary. I've been listening to it over and over again. And it's really growing
2: there are on points me. in
0: that comment in that soundtrack when we
2: were in the movie theater that
0: both Scott 2.0 and I were just like,
1: ooh, I like,
0: I like that weird like moany sound. That's that's kind of cool. There's a couple of nice nods, you know, to prior apes films in the scoring. Yeah, I think that, I, that I really yeah, like. there are. Well,
2: you know me. I'm I'm kind of goofy for monkey movies. I get way into them, and uh, when you when you start hearing those drums and and chimes, the apes, you know, original apes music type of sounds in there, I was in the theater just like yeah. Because it was accompanied by the right, <laughs> the exact right footage that should be with that kind of music. It's this this sequence is really is one of the only sequences I think that's really marred in this movie by the CGI. It, really, because I was just gonna say the apes I, are all wow, good. The apes s- are all everything's good in this until we get to the bear, and that bear does. The bear was seemed a lot better, I guess, in the movies, but watching this on uh, on the rewatch, everything is so seamless. I mean, not only that, but a whole herd of what elk or caribou or whatever right whatever or deer or whatever they're chasing here, um, that they looked very realistic. I mean that the way yeah. they move is they they're still, a little bit all the same.
0: Yeah, some of them still suffer a little bit from that not enough weight feeling, yeah, you know, feeling a little weightless. Of, yeah. But overall, I am blown away by the CG in this movie because. Well, that's what I'm
2: saying. That that that's the only, to me, that was the only like not seamless CGI point in the in the whole movie. Everything else, right. I mean, is you stop thinking about it, really. After that, <laughs> I stopped thinking about right. like, oh, you Ow. know, this is a motion captured Andy Serkis. It just totally sucks you into the reality of these guys. And I like like right there. Don't they look uh, like when he had his head at that angle? He was looking like an old school ape. You know, you can right. see them over the generations that lead to when they eventually civilize a planet um, that they're going to, that they could. Uh, these characters could, you know, these the apes in these movies could actually evolve into the Roddy McDowell style apes. See, I think the bear looks pretty damn good. He's okay sometimes, there's other times. It's right there, he looks like kind of like a video game. Right there, he looks a little blue screened. Although, I mean, everything is... There, there might right. not even be a, a forest in Right. In this for all we know. I mean stuff like vegetation is is not gonna is you're never gonna know if that's CGI these days. It's what it lives and breathes that it might. <laughs> but the bears I mean the bear's not bad.
0: Ow.
1: Aw,
2: poor Smokey. And remember, we got over the make you know, the makeup was revolutionary back then, but you know there was a lot of stuff that was in the old apes movie that was just not realistic that you just get used to and accept as part of it. So (laughs) a a few seconds of CGI bear. I love how they also display emotion in this without becoming too human. You know, they always have that sort of apes have that weird, like they don't look each other in the eye that often, you know, and here they these apes do when they talk to each other cuz they're doing sign language but like I think looking another ape in the eye in the ape world is a sign of aggression so they'll be talking and and stuff and just sort of looking off to the side as if they're disinterested like real right. apes when you see documentaries on them they'll be sitting there and one guy will be picking fleas off the other guy and the other guy looks like he's not even aware of what's going on
0: right I love that shot <laughs>
2: I'm- I'm a sucker for post-apocalyptic world when you have just grown-over world and monkeys,
0: so... Do you think this world grew up a little fast,
1: no.
2: though?
0: <laughs> I've... I mean, it's only ten years. Yeah, it doesn't- it- that's how it-
2: that, that's how it goes, uh, with nobody to maintain. It- uh, there was a... Uh, I can't remember what stupid channel it was. It was on a channel that shouldn't be stupid, but it was on, like, the Learning Channel or something, you know, that usually have those cheesy documentaries. And they had one that just sort of... Where they said, what would happen...
0: It was after yeah, man, Yeah, and it? it
2: was basically... It was basically this scenario. It would be like, what would happen if, you know, just civilization... Not just civilization stopped, but humans were not in the equation anymore. What, How long would it take for right. things to... And one of the things they actually covered in that was um, dams. And they were like, well, the dams will keep working for, you know, 20 or 30 years. But, you know, the only problem is they'll get stuff clogged in them. So maybe that was part of their research (laughs) when doing this movie.
0: Could be. And I love
2: that the the orangutans are being established as a teacher sort Mm -hmm. of cast, the the intellectual cast. And just the amazingness of Andy Serkis' performance cannot be
0: underplayed. I love their uh, their Ewok hut. Yeah, though. I thought it was pretty cool looking. It reminded me a lot of uh, Chewie's home on Kashyyyk, actually. And I like that um,
2: they're evolving decoration for certain. I'm I'm assuming these are probably like nursemaids or or you know the witch doctor equivalent. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. How they can take, you know, you have this a whole bunch of apes and you can always know where Caesar is <laughs> by his body language, by his face. It's you, you're never like, OK, which one of those apes is which, you know, you have to know right. which ape is which they make. They're, they're very good at making it clear without being, you know,
0: let's put a red hat on Caesar. I wonder if that's part of the reason they have them painted. Mm hmm. You know, so they're a little more
2: distinguishable. And I like that he's a sort of skeleton. He's given, like, skeleton hands and a skeleton chest. That was the quickest birth in the world. (laughs) That was just like a watermelon seed getting spit out.
1: (laughs)
0: Congratulations, it's a monkey. (coughs) His son always looks very weird to me, and I can't quite place it why. almost—he has an
2: uh, almost like a a bit, and I think what they're doing is trying to say that show the slight evolution. He's got a, just a more human face. Yeah, he almost looks yeah. like it reminds me of when I do photoshops and I'll put our face on ape heads and stuff. You can sort of see <laughs> a little superimposition. Going there, and I also think that helps distinguish his character, as I love I love that that sort of laugh and this yeah. whole conversation oh, this, is great.
0: This this scene's one of my favorites in the whole movie because I was so glad that Maurice was uh, was back and going to get a, a good role. I like that he only speaks once, but when he speaks, I just I cheered in the theater when Maurice finally spoke. I thought that was
1: awesome his
2: CG is fantastic because mm-hmm.
1: the Reigns
0: have that that
2: fleshy thing around their, you know, that flap of their right. eyes and they just capture it. Per- I mean, it looks, it looks real. Well, it looks like the, that th- spongy springy flesh.
0: Well, if I remember right, I think Maurice was the, the thing that we were most impressed with CGI wise in the sense. first one too. And, and it carries right to this one. He's still the most impressive one to me. I love this the facial expressions, this whole conversation is just
2: this is I have to say, I don't know, this might be a little scandalous with you. I think this one surpasses the first one in a lot of ways, even on on a on a filmmaking level, if I break it down, the the direction I think the director is good, I think he's just basically trying to do be you know along the same lines as the first director. And the acting is fantastic, but the writing in this one—if and uh I think we'll even notice it a little better now that we're watching—I love this. She. This looks like out of a nature documentary.
0: This reminds me of you and me down by the black yeah, river. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wish I could agree with you. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I really, really enjoy this movie a lot. But, uh, but no, I, I don't think it's better than the first one. The, I, I think the first. I think just story wise, I think the first one just worked better. The first one had it more got story more, in it. it. Yeah, it had a better. Well, I had more story. I had a better story. It got me more emotionally engaged. I liked this one more on a. On a pure, you know, just enjoying the fights, enjoying the CGI and the spectacle of it. But the first one got, you know, got me on an emotional level. I mean, I was very emotionally invested in that picture, whereas this one, the first one was made, to, not quite as I much. I think
2: that's part of the genius of this. I think the 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 first one was made to do that. And one thing we were talking about at the end of our last documentary is how we were saying, and we were both had just seen this in the theater, and we're like, ah, I wonder what we're gonna think coming back into it and we were saying the reason that we thought that it wasn't quite as strong as the first one was a lack of compelling human characters i think that was purposeful in this one i think they didn't give us a james franco or a john lithgow they gave us sympathetic human characters and they're decently played here they're decent characters but they're Almost purposely bland. the The script to this is so insanely, unbelievably lean and mean. I, it's, it's a, it's an exercise in simplicity. A, a, simple plot. The dialogue is, if if you read it, and if I read the script, I would be like, nah, I don't know, you know, because people are just sort of plainly stating, you know, they're they're just going. We don't mean any harm. You shot my friends. They're 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 sort of just saying very plain lines of dialogue. You know nothing, nothing fancy. It's just it gets right to the point of what the characters are thinking and feeling. And I think that's perfect for this kind of movie. It's the I I think it makes us... this and the last one, for different reasons, will will um stand the test of time like the original apes movie for that very reason for not trying like this one really doesn't try to like you neither of them you didn't really have to think too hard to figure out what they're trying to say you know and being planet of the apes movie they're saying something you know about human nature and usually in a dark in a darker context and both of these movies understand that and and show it. They, they, this movie is just a pure illustration of you know how it, well we'll get to it at the end because they, they come right out and say you know the, the basically the thesis of the whole movie but I love how it's like you have your human character I can't even remember the guy's name he's so generic and you have Caesar and they're both you know the kind of person that's curious. And you know, like he he's fascinated by the apes and, and Caesar's fascinated by the humans. And you know, there's just so many parts in this movie where both of them
0: Wait a minute. That's a continuity arrow. Didn't didn't Magneto tear down that bridge? Oh, he put it back. In the All post right. post post
2: credit scene that they did. <laughs> I like the I like like the little revisit
0: to and the music. Now did you say that you did or did not read the novel that's set between the two movies? I did not. You you really should I read that because, really I mean, knowing how much you like these two movies, I think you would really like the novel because I loved it. I thought it was great. The novel focuses very much on Commissioner Gordon here um, and his character kind of sets him up in that book. You see, So you're a little more emotionally invested in him in the movie if you've if you've read the book yeah. before going into the movie, which I did. Because the um, movie I liked it. To Plus, me, he's
2: like not really as much of a bad guy as just kind of a little bit of a dick. <laughs> You know,
0: see, I didn't I didn't really see him as the bad to me. The bad guy was Carver because he just can't let it go. You know, he's just an asshole through the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't really see Gordon as the as the bad guy until, you know, he tries to take them all out there toward the end. And I thought that was kind of one of those slightly out of left field kind of things. You know, I mean. It's not completely, you know. It's not like the Prince and Frozen, where it just comes. Like you're just like, what? But, this, but it it was a little bit because he he suddenly goes from, you know, let's try to work with him to not nah, let's just wipe yeah. them all. This
2: out. movie, su- the one thing this movie suffers from, is there's a lot of the pro- the problems in this movie could have been solved just by having a little talking to, you know, if 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 when uh, when the characters go to meet each o- each o- when he first comes back to meet gary oldman and stuff he needs to sit right down and say this is what's going on blah 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 and it would have if he, he would, like when he came back from the apes village the first time he could have said this is you know what happened there was a misunderstanding with this and just generally caught him up and gary oldman seems like an intelligent and sympathetic enough character that he go oh okay you know but it it it's, it's a Planet Apes movie, so it can't... I mean, the thing about this movie is this movie had to live up to the trailers, which were crowds of humans <laughs> being corralled by apes on horseback. I remember when the, those trailers came out, we were just like, oh, yes, here's the stuff. So we knew it was... we. It's a Planet Apes movie. We know it's not going to be the story of how the humans and the apes learn to get along. <laughs> And help each other, but it, it's very interesting how they they play it out. They don't play it out too black and white. And <laughs> I love their freakouts too. It's funny you were just say
0: you just watched uh, *Greystoke* again, so I'm gonna have to watch that again oh, now dude, too. You, we totally got to do that because I'm telling you that movie held up really well. I put that on the other night, intending to just, you know, just watch a few minutes of it because it had been a long time since I watched it. My wife came in the room and she's like, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "Just watch it for a minute." And she's like, ah. "Yeah." Then Christopher Lane you know, comes in in a loincloth, the- and she's like, "All right, I'm down
2: for, <laughs> for a few minutes of this."
0: We wa- we ended up watching the entire thing. Logan loved it too. He thought it was really good. I wondered how it would appeal, you know, to to you know a, a young kid. You know, I think who, he's about. Who'd never I think he's it. about the age that we were when it
2: came out so I think you right. would like it and the good thing is it's Thank a period you. piece so it's not like oh look at their hair <laughs> you know they got the cheesy 80s hair it was it was the 1800s so right. it it's gonna at least visually stand up probably
0: oh it, it holds up really well and you know what's funny is that what i was wondering the thing i was wondering would it hold up was the fact that the apes in that movie were suits. all people in suits in costumes, and so I thought, eh, you know, after seeing something like this, that's so incredibly believable, that's going to look just cheesy and dated, and it doesn't at all. Rick, Baker's Rick Baker suits. Baker knows his apes, pretty, man. Yeah, it, it holds up
2: incredibly well. See, this whole this whole conversation between the apes, well, they're apes, they're they're a little blunter than humans. But it's it's there's no wasted dialogue. You know, there's there's not a single line that doesn't, you know, just put forth the idea of what's in people's heads. I
0: like yes. this part, Ray. This this is a good time for me because I was trying to think of when would be a good opening for this. This is a good time for me to uh, to give you kudos, man, because I don't know if you remember it or not, but you totally called it way back when. We were talking about rise w- well before this movie was even a gleam, I think, and you said that you could see in the, you know if they Coba make a sequel, be that that. it would be Coba It would be Koba versus Caesar, and I was like, nah, they won't do that. And you were totally right. I I did not see that. All right, now listen to this right here, right there. There's that ding ding yeah, ding. Yeah. And this,
2: this was a part that of the theater I was...
0: really takes me back oh. to... See, the movie that I find this one to be closest to is Conquest. Mm-hmm. And the scoring in this part, I think... I've heard it, a lot of people saying that the score feels like a throwback to Jerry Goldsmith. I think that this is actually a, a throwback to trying to remember who the hell yeah scored. it's like second or Conquest, it's basically second yeah. or
2: third generation jerry goldsmith <laughs> yeah it's somebody else's yeah. interpret it's somebody else's interpretation of somebody's interpretation of Ger- jerry goldsmith exactly that's fine by me that when when that that shot it, with that music i was in the theater just like yes
1: yeah
2: and, and here we are we're 22 minutes into the movie and they're ju- they're just not wasting any time and then we've already got that lineup there of apes
0: I want to say it's Tom Scott is the guy that did that sounds did, right uh, Quest, but I can't remember I gotta look that up was it Tony Scott maybe it's Tony let me see I'm gonna look it up real quick cause I know I have it but I don't listen to that one very often cause I just I just don't really I don't really care for it it's very Tom Scott yeah it is Tom Scott did conquest but there there's moments in that score that i think sound a lot like this of course this is michael uh giacchino who i like a lot
2: i love it caesar's got his his war face on people's hair a little are is a little too nice for post-apocalyptic
0: well, that you know that I've noticed that a lot lately with uh, with TV shows and movies that are set post-apocalypse. It's now like that, you know the, the evidently the hair dryers are still yeah, working. Yeah, no, it's because they got they got they got people on the set
2: that are makeup people that have that have to that feel like they have to do everybody's hair right. I that that was that was well, my only that is, was my big complaint of all. We were talking about this movie. Last one was Beyond Thunderdome. Was everybody had nice poofy '80s hair in that?
0: <laughs> I packed your sack lunch. Here you go. I like that. The, I, I love. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah, but the women don't have like bushy eyebrows or hairy pits or hairy right. legs or anything. It's like you know, all the guys have scruff, but the women are still you know. I do like the way they talk in this. It's not just perfect diction. You know, they, they haven't have gotten to work a Roddy at it. McDowell yeah, no, they, yeah, exactly. That, that,
2: well, I, I mean, I think that's basically why they've never trained an ape to talk is because I think they lack the vocal cord capacity to form right. that. So, which is weird because it seems like Caesar isn't just like, he's like physically different, you know, and right. And, um, And his son, when his son was in the woods with Ash, and you see Ash's face next to the sun's, it's even a more marked difference. So I think that they're, you know, basically saying that Caesar's genetics are also a little different than the other monkeys, you know? But they all talk. But they all talk. I don't know if it was the gas that... That started that? I think that's one of those things you just got to let right, go. Right, right. Because you know? it's like, okay, you gas some monkeys and make them smart. Is that still going to make their kids smart? But apparently it does. So, okay, works for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs>
2: He's... He's kind of wasted in this movie. I think it's not. He's it's not that he he's a great actor. He he just I I do get the feeling that maybe some Gary Oldman was left on the cutting room floor it's in this possible, in this movie, yeah. and I think they put him in here basically to be the John Lithgow of this movie, you know.
0: Yeah, it's 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 star power. You know, they they needed to get a name in there. That that was kind of my impression anyway. Because yeah, I agree with you. He's really good. I'm not against that as long as they pull Oldman's and Lithgow's out for the
2: for it. But he's not given much. To at least he doesn't play the character as a frothing madman or a super bigot or anything. He's he's just basically a hardcore pragmatist. And and they I mean they really make. That the writers really made sure to, to like, you know, illustrate that his intentions are good, you know, all along the line. He's just a bit paranoid about the apes. <laughs> and I think,
0: rubble, 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 I think
2: they also purposely, like, I notice you don't really get a feel for where the humans are living. You get shots of it, but it looks like a warehouse, you know? There's not a real lived. In, there's not as much of a lived-in, real feel to it as the apes' um, habitat, and I think they're basically <laughs> trying to work the humans out of the. You know, making the humans less and less interesting, and less and less relevant to this. To these, mo- you know, uh, it. I there's a third movie coming out. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh yeah, and, yeah, they're working on it, now, and uh, yeah.
2: and I would be very, I I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't like one or two humans in that movie. You know what I mean?
0: Or they might, you know, these might eventually end up. It- I don't know if they go that direction. I'm going to be vastly disappointed because I I think the direction that they should go, just based on how the movie ends and the things that that Caesar says that the direction that they really need to go with the third one is full out war. I think we well, need to they, see yeah, they, you know some mushroom clouds and stuff well, by the end of that movie it's because funny you mentioned to- that,
2: yeah. Because these movies are supposed to square up with the other movies. And right. mankind was not wiped out by a plague in the other mm. movies. It was it was nuclear holocaust. So yes, I think that's still on the table. Why, with such a low population of humans, you would resort to nuclear weapons in any <laughs> for any kind of battle here would be. But we'll see. You know, we don't know what they what how they're gonna set it up.
0: Well, here would be an interesting thing: is what if it ends up that it's not the humans that set it's them up? the off. apes. Yeah, it could be what if the apes set them off to take out the last of the humans or what they presume are the last well, of the humans that screws
2: up uh, Heston's Mad Men line speaking of which
0: it it does he doesn't but know, you've right? got to look at he it doesn't. he doesn't yeah exactly he he doesn't know when he left the earth in the 70s we were on the brink of nuclear war with the russians so to him that's just how things played out. And I think that would be a a great way to kind of no prize the entire thing and still make it work, because now, of course, where we're at, you know, now we know, you know, it's it's not going to be us, or at least we presume anyway, it's not going to be us in the Russian. You know, currently in our state right now, we are not, you know, they're not not even a factor to us anymore. So if you're still going to go that route to tie in the whole nuclear annihilation thing, you've got to come up with a different reason. And what better reason than it's the apes versus the humans? And, and, you know, then it just becomes a matter of deciding, okay, which side pushes the button? I think it'd be a great twist if. It's not man that pushes it, but ape pushes it on man. I think that would be a really great way to take the story. You know
2: what? You just reminded me. On your recommendation, I went out and picked up the first three issues of uh, the Star Trek Planet of the Apes mashup. Ah, what'd you think? It's it's not going to win any awards story wise, but it delivers the goods of mixing the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, you were right. I'll have to give you kudos. You were right. We got our Kirk versus. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we got our heston yep. versus kirk fight which was uh yep. it was pretty good it, it i thought it i like awesome. that they said heston was almost like ben gelder beaming aboard the enterprise <laughs> even kind of looked like him but uh yeah i thought it was I, I i thought it was really good um uh the the comic shop i had had all the alternate covers so I got to pick out like the covers I like. Li- there was one. There's two right. covers. They they were too expensive. They were. It was like ten bucks for those ones. They were done in the old style of the gold key Star Trek. Gold key, they were yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because that time period yeah, look meshes perfectly with the Planet of the Apes and old school Trek. So those were gorgeous, and I wanted those, but I could not justify spending ten bucks on. A comic that I could get right next to it for you know three or four bucks.
0: I think they could milk that a lot if they really wanted the, the to. The first,
2: the first issue, I got the cover. Did you see the one with the George Perez cover on it? It's gore. There's a gore. I
0: think I did. Yeah, I think I did see it that. It reminds one. me
2: of actually that guy. uh um I can't remember his first name, but it was Severin, and he used to do a lot of creepy comics and stuff.
1: John, John Severin. Severin?
2: It, it was yeah. almost like it, I wouldn't have spotted it as George Perez, but it was that old school comic book drawing style. It's just beautiful cover. This guy reminds me a lot of my Uncle Fran. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He does. That's funny. I mean, he's a good character. I like his character, I like his
0: family's character. He's good as as kind of like stand in Will, but I still that that's my big regret walking away from this is that okay I I can buy he's the representative that, that, of the good side of the humans right exactly and yeah he he's kind of that placeholder I mean it actually gets and I like his character don't get me wrong he's a little generic yes. but I, I do like his character but. You know, I I think that there's a lot of beats in this that could have been filled by Will. And I I really, I, I, you know, I just, I hate to say they owe us, but I just feel like we were owed a little bit more than what we get. I mean, basically all we get is, you know, a pretty strong inclination that, well, you know, Will and his girlfriend or wife or whatever she was, you know, they're they're obviously they're dead. They were at ground zero for the whole thing. Well, okay. But I still would have liked to have not necessarily seen him die, but just for one thing that the thing I'm most curious about is how did Will feel at the end when he came to the realization that that, you know, he created that pretty much destroyed the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he wasn't a villain. He wasn't a bad guy. But still, what would that do to you? That realization that you killed everybody, you know? I wanted to see that. All for the sake of saving this part father. right here is like, can you imagine? This, this is the thing. Well, this is this is that seeing a scene like this, it's hard to go back and watch the original movies now because you realize how friggin' scary gorillas, gorillas really are. are.
2: Gorillas will look at the size. That's a that's a actual gorilla size.
0: Yeah, I would shit
2: gorillas my pants
0: right about could, now.
2: Are like Wookies? They could tear you li- literally just tear you limb from limb. That's usually how they fight. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I mean, it's... I I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing because it works to this movie's advantage. Everything in this is a cliche.
0: But do you think that they really would gather him up and drag him before yes. Caesar? I,
2: yeah. You, do? you yeah. Don't think I, I don't think they would apart? tear him apart before letting see. C- I, I think they would have to take... They, they want to take him to the leader... To, and he's you know asking to see the leader and they, and it's like okay we'll get to tear him apart after with you know maybe you know they don't want to end up tearing him apart and then have caesar go like ah you shouldn't have done that you know it's it's he's 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 alive only because of the hierarchy and because the guy at the top of the hierarchy has a soft spot in his monkey heart for people but he knows that he's that's His character's got balls, but he, like, I would walk into the monkey camp because he's got, he's, he, he gets it, you know, he gets it that they're conscious and sentient and that therefore can be communicated with. Whereas everybody else, that just becomes the conscious and sentient part becomes their paranoia against them, you know? And, and, you know, I mean, a a lot of this on the, total surface it's like a a friendship movie about how he and Caesar make friends and Caesar maybe they wanted um Franco's character dead so so that Caesar was sort of you know missing having a human you know to in his life and this guy becomes you know Caesar's human friend and it reminds me of reading stories about like the birth of the United States (laughs) And and stuff like that, you know, in where you would have like, you know, the were like a lot of the leaders of the, the political leaders in those days were like just it, it was in the beginning of really where we could travel the world and stuff. So they were like really into like I am going to Siam to meet the king of Siam and we will see what their culture is like and all, all that, you know. It, it, we've been sort of blasted back to that level and these two guys right. are kinda like you know the, the state the kind of people that become statesmen because they're interest they're they're interested in each other, you know. You know, Caesar's interested in humans and, and and he's interested in apes and they're interested in how they're alike, you know. Which is a only you know, which it, it just breaks down into a human nature play. I'm a little sketchy about that equipment ever working again. I like this look of all the apes are just like, yeah, whatever, man. Is any of
0: this
1: making any sense to
0: you? I like that. Did he have. He- yes. yeah. 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 I like that smile that he gets it. That no, this is an intelligent creature I'm talking yeah. to. Yeah, well, not just
2: like just intelligent enough to talk, but like, yeah. Yeah, he gets it. A-
0: the thing is here is that this is the point where it starts to cross that line and again it's weird this is a, a you know kind of an X-Men parallel it starts to cross that line to where you find yourself agreeing with you know with X-Men it was agreeing with Magneto when you're supposed to be agreeing agreeing with Charles Xavier in this I find myself agreeing a lot with Koba and I think you're supposed to be agreeing with Caesar, but, you know, coba has got a good point. You know, these guys get the power back. It makes them a threat to the apes now that they know that the apes well, are there. Well, that's the thing is... Every, oh, oh. If they get back up and running, you know, if mankind gets back up and running again, what's to stop well, them from that, That's
2: trying to... That's what I like about this movie, and, and uh, basically everybody's paranoia in this movie is pretty much real. You know, it's not based on just like, oh, you're crazy and paranoid. They do both you know pose a major threat to each other and that's that's where why i like this movie so much it basically it's like it puts that that tension of you know them trying to trying to get along you know this this the the basically the small faction that's like yes i know the humans have done this or you, you know yes i know the apes are scary but we're gonna have to trust they they actually you know
0: right here he yeah. tells them if
2: they get power they're gonna be more dangerous and he's a, absolutely and 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 he seem they seem i love it this dialogue is so terse and just just does what's necessary and and i mean he's really he's really thinking about that they might have to destroy him too, you know he's not just humoring koba, but um
0: I like this. The human let them do their human work and he says human work he's going to show him all the scars.
2: Right. And we're we're looking at the two characters, you know, Koba's only seen the dark side and and Caesar's seen both. But he's I I don't want to say he's mostly seen the good side of humans, but he knows that there's humans who are good. You know, he's he's met them before, so he knows that you can't just it's it's but they it's just so smart that they have the this like survival crush and it's the human survival i don't think they could, they could have painted a better picture of the humans being desperate they could have made them look hungrier and crappier and had their living conditions look worse but you know the humans are just they're forced into the, into pushing this situation with the apes they can't just Say, well, can't go to the power station, you know, or so it's just this tension all the way through it. Once humans and apes meet, that tension is there and it doesn't go away.
0: Well, that was the other really great story that the in-between novel tells is Koba's story.
2: Can you hear that? What? When I'm recording, somebody can't just beep their horn. They've got to beep it from one end of the block to the other.
0: I didn't hear oh, it. But the, uh, the novel, I'm trying to remember the name. I want to say it's called Firestorm, I think was the name of it. Uh, it's by Greg Keyes. It was a really good book, and it tells Koba's story. And it, it's heartbreaking yeah. because he was just tortured by humans. He He never really had any nurturing or love or any. He was not a pet. He was just you know he was owned he did let i want to see he was on a television show or something like that where he was just you know he was a trained you know a trained monkey essentially and then at some point he ends up being given or sold or something to experimentation that's the, and
2: that's a very common thing is is, is a pet yeah. or a performing ape that's usually where they end up yeah. You know, people have them for pets until they get to the point where they can't take care of them anymore. And then, yeah, it's not like... It, very few of them end up in zoos. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I I had a friend who worked in um, a lab where they did monkey experimentation. And it took a toll on him. You could, you could hear him at first when he was talking about it. Eventually, I told him I couldn't... I didn't want to hear anything. <laughs> else about it but you know you could tell after about two years they they put him into a different line of work because he started you know empathizing with with the apes and you know they had wires in their brains and stuff like that and it was destroying him. and I guess uh, unless you're able to completely shut off from that you only have a certain shelf life doing it but Ah, I just couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine it. In my logical mind, I understand the necessity. In the name of science, but boy, and and then when you read a story like that, it sounds like Doctor Rat, actually, by the guy who did the ET novelization, which was from the point of view of a lab rat who was smart and was, you know, just walking around a ex- place where they experimented on animals. And commenting on it, you sound sick. You okay? <laughs> His wife doesn't That's get a lot Cornelia. of
0: characterization in this, but no, it's Cornelia from the first right. movie. That's one thing that uh, this movie didn't do a lot of is not a lot of nods to the uh, to the original. Five movies, although there are some nice ones here a little bit later yeah
2: not as much as as the first movie, but that's okay because they're actually they're moving in time closer to it, so it's funny he's reading a black hole comic book, which is one yeah. of the bleakest and de- most depressing comics you could read. It's really good actually that that i've I've got that whole run it's a really beautifully done comic it's it's depressing. And it's funny. It's a it's sort of a parable on puberty, which is which is funny for for his age.
0: Puberty yep. love. Why did they bring Carver back with them up here? They, anyway, they, that's they mentioned
2: mean. it in an offhand line, which was he was oh, he used he was to the work there, and he was the things. only one yeah, who understood right. where everything was, and and all that. I would have taken him there in handcuffs. <laughs> Uh, you know, judging, judging by that, or I would have put
0: a disguise on him. So the apes, I love this music. Yeah. This, this music in this part's really good. I still say that the world went to shit a little fast for 10 years, but I, you yeah, I'm willing to overlook, I mean, come on, you know, you're overlooking intelligent talking apes. So I'll let that slide, I guess, but it just, you know, 10 years just seems a little fast for the for the amount of... Decay? Of de- you know, degradation, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I have a
2: driveway attached to my house, and, you know, I watched a big crack appear in it sometime over the winter, and I'm constantly out of, like, the little cracks, pulling whole, you know, having whole plants sprout out of it. Once decay starts, gets its little toehold in, then it's it goes downhill a lot faster. I love that shot where they're. I love this whole sequence. And Koba, you can tell by his body language is just like you could tell he's like had bones broken and. Right. Yeah. He's just got that, almost like he's got a bad back.
0: Yeah, he's messed up, that's for sure. But you
2: see, and and the thing is all the stuff that he sees and and stuff is is I mean, it just validates both sides in this movie, right? You know, all through it get all kinds of things happening to validate you know, their fears against each other. What do we do? And of course, Koba runs into the two, you know, two bumbling idiots.
0: Well, see, that's why he goes into the whole yeah, and that's br- the whole monkey thing because he was he was a- you know just a trained performer, and I like that, and I I don't know if that you know without reading that in the book, I don't know that that necessarily carries over, you know. You know, if you get that sense that he was a performing ape, but
2: this is awesome. It just goes, it's he, it's funny. He just knows he knows human nature. So it's just like, if right. I act like this, they will, uh, they will react, you know, not in a friendly manner, but in a, you know, they, it, it's very easy to make them seem harmless to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Just you uh, see that
0: look?
1: Yeah, yeah, just a,
2: as
0: he's walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out so He's like sunset. Yeah. <laughs> <of bitches. laughs> Love it. I don't know. I you know he's right he's in a right. lot of ways. That that's the
2: thing is there there, the humans are less right in their fear of the apes, but actually, actually no they're not they're not, and and that's what I like about this. It doesn't paint either side as being the good guy or the bad guy. It's it's basically I think one of the morals of this story is once it, you know both sides are viewing themselves as the good guy and that's what's clogging up them you know that's what ends up kids awfully acne free for the apocalypse. <laughs> i know yeah there's no stridex here there's no stridex where you're going junior <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she's...
0: this is a nice scene yeah. though. i like this where they, they finally kind of come together a little bit because you get the sense that he didn't really accept her in his father's life until this moment.
2: A a lot of the scenes with the humans remind me of mild versions, a mild PG version. It's funny because it's a TV show, a PG version of the walking dead. Yeah. This is a very walking dead character. Well, I mean with two people who've survived
0: just a horrible trauma where their loved ones died horribly. And now I think that's a fair comparison because I mean, for the for the next little while, anyway, any any post apocalyptic thing is going to get that comparison. Now this is just stupid right here. What the hell did he expect was going to happen? <laughs> uh, run. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of crushed right now. I'll get back to you though.
2: Third movie where the ceilings collapsed
0: on people. <laughs> getting a theme going it's here a, it's a staple
2: <laughs> it was a big thing in 2014
0: that's roof, it people were falling crap, on people crap rain down on them yep exactly
2: but everything is just like us a, a succinct um peekaboo adds it just everything adds up to each itself on the this this is the next element where like you know the apes actually show that their their human nature or whatever you know their their inherent nature of things that are alive where they're like we're gonna help we're gonna help out well that and you know that There's humans trapped, they help them out, you know, they could very well go like, well, sorry humans that your thing didn't work out, but uh, (laughs) better luck next time. But they, you know, they actually help them dig out. I thought this scene played a a little wrong, where even though that guy is such a prick, I just don't see him taking a swat at a baby monkey, you know. Just knowing what he knows about the, you know, I wouldn't want to piss off the apes if I was scared of them. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think the only reason he does it is he's afraid that the little could one's gonna expose his... the fact that he brought a guy. Right, but he could have when, when he was not. But supposed he could have gone
2: like, hey, now stay away from there or something like that. But he instead he's like swatting at it. You know, he he gets hostile with it, and I think that's that that push that 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 was just a little too like, you know boilerplate dick move. But he's consistent. And but I like how they show that like everybody else is like wow, you know, like everybody would be. Baby monkey, so cool. And he's just like, <laughs> Don't let it touch me. There that 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 little move I yeah. would never have pulled that move with you know
0: Ow. I was hoping that Caesar would have a little more reaction to being told well, no that's how here I was say. just as kind of a callback to the original uh, movies because I was just going to say Kung the same and, thing uh, he was going to say no
2: Caesar who say yeah, exactly. no to who yeah, yeah. but no Caesar Caesar's actually takes the high road a little more than the humans do
0: Can we not get Caesar's kids some antiseptic or something for those wounds? I mean, (laughs) it's going to get infected.
2: Hey, scars scars are a nice mark for... I guess.
0: Is that going to get him some ladies, is it? That was my favorite gun.
2: See, if I were those guys, I would have been beating the shit out of that guy just (laughs) to... Mm Show the apes, it's like, hey, man, I think he's a dick, too. (laughs) Was his head all bleeding?
0: It looks like it is. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, Caesar slammed him pretty good. Yeah, they need to at this point. They need to just kick his ass. All right. I meant to point this out earlier. Did you notice the window symbol at their camp? That was Caesar's window from the first movie. I didn't know if you noticed that or not. I thought that was a nice little uh, addition here.
1: (laughs) That just
2: makes me laugh. Yeah, it's like Venus to Milo. It's like (laughs) Venus on the half shell, kind of. The way she has her head popped up like that. It's a little weird.
0: That was just funny. Why doesn't somebody take a poke at him?
2: Fake Samuel Jackson there seems like he really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's the only one that like is he's the only one that's like Dude, you are an asshole. <laughs> Sit in the car, shut up. You're
0: back here again? Oh my fault, but, I will make him leave.
2: but that's what I like about this is is he and Caesar wanna be buddies, you know? He just gotta go like, what are you coming back for? But they really he wants to really just sit down and have a glass of wine with him and talk about human ape (laughs) relations.
1: Would you like a soda? (laughs) Let's watch the sorry it's all diet. Damn it. (laughs) Stuff that lasts this long.
0: You know what? It just reminded me what he what he sounds like. He sounds like Admiral Akbar. At some point in this, he really needed to shout. It's that a trap. Would be funny.
2: But yeah, sometimes you can almost see Andy Circus's face. Super. Close, oh, yeah. You know, right. Right on him. Definitely. But Look at that. I mean, nothing is happening on his face except for just subtle eye movements and stuff. And it's it's. It's pure acting. It's like that's like the stuff Academy Award-winning stuff is made of. He's a new Ray Harryhausen.
0: Can you imagine? Though, and and you know, this really should have happened in the first one, I think. But can you imagine winning for best actor as for a a mocap performance? I think that would be pretty friggin' awesome. If it was going to happen for Andy
2: Serkis, I think it probably would have happened for Gollum, because that was when. That was his. You know, br- that was his breakout, though. That's when, like, all the critics were just like, "Oh my God, I believed that character was real, and it acted." It's, you know.
0: It's funny you say that, though, because I was j- I just resisted the urge to mention Gollum before. See, that's the thing is, I I never bought Gollum. I did. I, he just, and it wasn't so much the the face or the acting it, is the the entire look. And lack of gravity of the character, he felt very much what he was to me, which was a CGI character, you know, interacting with real humans. So I, he, he never was believable. Whereas this, I get completely lost yeah. in this. You know, I, I don't see Caesar as a CGI ape interacting with real humans. I see him as a, he's a human. He's an ape. He's right there with them. I mean, I completely buy into this. Okay, he's getting a timeout. I forgot uh, about that. I still don't see why this guy doesn't just beat the shit out of him, though. I'm gonna slam
1: <laughs> the door too. To.
2: That's what I'm saying. He would really. <laughs> Man, whenever Honey, I'm home. Whenever the apes are up on horses, they just get that that old <laughs> look. Sometimes his scars look like he's wearing a t-shirt in a striped t-shirt. <laughs> and you're like a sweater vest. I think they should have named him Opie.
0: What was that? Blue, Blue Eyes? Is that his name? Yeah. I wonder if that's his name or his nickname. I don't know. Because I don't think they ever call him anything else. Because I, I think... I think... Uh... Coba called Coba
1: him Blue Eyes. There in that one part. But that might have, just been a nickname, have
2: hu- are, it's funny. You would think Coba would like pick a ape name and like get rid of his human name that the humans gave him. But maybe the maybe like stuff like Blue Eyes and Ash are like you know like whoop. Native American lines where they would set you know they would call someone you know who rode a buffalo rides with Buffalo or something like that. You know they they pick they name them after a characteristic or something. I like this. We don't ever get to see.
0: We don't ever get to see Maurice get into you know get into some shit with anybody, do no, we? No, Maurice is probably getting pretty long could... in the tooth at this point, though. Yeah, but you'd think he could mess somebody yeah. up, though.
2: It's funny because another thing that this film does sort of seamlessly that I didn't notice the first time I watched it is the apes talk in sign language until a certain point in the film and then it's just like, you know what, let's just have them talk.
0: (laughs) Makes it a lot easier. Well, they they eased into it. They eased into it because I think that even though Caesar spoke a couple of times in the first movie, I would imagine that there was probably still a little bit of trepidation going into this one Light. and fully. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I get the same reaction that
2: monkeys get when there's a monkey fight. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, When I worked at bars, whenever a fight would break out, I always had the temptation to just start. <laughs>
0: See, you talk about emotion on the face, man. Just.
2: Yeah, you just stick with that. But this, this movie, as I said earlier, it's a series of cliches and sort of, like, stock lines and stuff which is usually considered a bad thing, but I think it is because most of the time people use them, they don't use them right. This is an example of like, it's a genre film. It uses all the cliches of the genre, but it makes them, it gives them a story to where they make sense in it. And it shows why we have those tropes in in, in a movie. And I li- I love this scene here. He's it, as soon as it, it's, he's just like yeah screw you <laughs> he's just out of there and Caesar's just like uh oh <laughs> that usually was like <laughs> when, when somebody did the old hand touch like that it was usually your word is bond I don't think he's buying it now right you are my wife Hi, City Life. I don't need to listen to you, old man.
1: (laughs) It would be funny if he went to his
2: room and then you heard, like, heavy metal coming up.
0: (laughs) 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 Screw you, Dad. Typical teenager, though. Yep. Oh, going through that shit right now. You don't understand my rock and roll. You don't understand my ape rock and roll. Oh, get that ape a band-aid already Jesus they must have some gauze tape or something it's right q tip would would
2: be nice I like this he's he's starting to play people's people's sympathy against Caesar right. yeah look at him all thoughtful and Yeah, you certainly do. I like that yeah. look. That's right out of a mafia movie. <laughs> God, he looks great. And I love this scene. I, I love, love that parties. I love that he's compelled to almost get into it's he's a teacher ape, but he's like, you know, now I'm getting an opportunity. I just I love this scene. here, read this book that you'll totally not be able to <laughs> get the subtext of. Here's a book about 70s humans going through puberty. <laughs> and it's also...
0: I still think it's, it's, it's about the gesture, though.
1: It's you a, know? Yeah,
2: but it's a... That that comic, like, I would not give that comic to Ape. It, it's getting wet. It's, yeah, I know. What <laughs> I, it would be funny if he's just like, what? Not bagged and
0: boarded? Yeah, <laughs> you know how much this is worth. It's worth even more but, now in the post-apocalyptic it's, world. They're just not making them it's anymore. It's one of those
2: indie comics where it's very symbolic. It's all these like teenagers, and they've got some disease that they're, they're 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 turning into mutants and stuff. I mean, at least give them a copy of Destroy or something like that. <laughs> Omaha the Cat Dancer. There you go.
0: Tarzan. Did you give him. A oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I wonder if there's any old Planet of the Apes comics
0: hanging around. It's <laughs> <laughs> Kazar. Give him some old Kazars.
2: <laughs> it's funny. This scene is almost kind of a replay of. The other scene. So
0: these assholes are just sitting around drinking, drinking wasting ammo w- all day. Drinking long.
2: and shooting. Yeah. Fake Steve Buscemi and
0: Stupid ass. <laughs> A good Yeah, scene.
2: this is a great.
0: Just chilling yeah.
2: out. Yeah, great ape acting in here. I love how he just he just he he just. I've seen real humans do this, like bully type humans, where they great they ingratiate themselves with somebody they want to start a fight with. <laughs> this reminds me of Black right. River fireman's Field Days, actually. <laughs>
0: But I like it. He's not completely stupid. Oh, there we go. All his,
2: all his movements were getting more and more human-like until he's... Like,
0: yep. Yep. He's just going to waste him.
2: And this is a play of the on the viral video that they used to promote the last movie where they had the people in, like, some rebel encampment somewhere, and Ow. the apes come up to him and start playing with their guns and just blasting everybody. I like that. He's just like, you know what? I think I kind of like this. I, think I kind of feel like killing some more humans. Scary. Something about the light on this guy's face makes him look like uh, Michael Myers from the Halloween movies with the Captain Kirk <laughs> mask on.
0: There you go. Ape on horseback with yep. gun.
2: All is well in oh, the world. I love that. It's too bad Malcolm McDowell wasn't in the Apes movie or that guy's name would probably have been a tribute. I love this scene. I love this scene. I don't know why do you- it brings it, it tears me up when when that when that it's not even one of my favorite band songs. It's a good song, but just so, something about the way they pulled this scene off.
0: It looks like this place is in the middle of the woods somewhere. I mean, did all the... Or are we expected to believe all these trees no, just yeah, grew up I, I,
2: in 10 I years? I will give you that. Those are not 10-year-old
0: trees. Well, they
2: might be. They Actually, they might be. We have these weird sucker trees that grow here at an incredibly fast rate. But I just... I There's something about, like, I love... Their, their their reaction is so real here. It's just like yeah. music. Oh my God, music. I remember the, that that uh, I remember yeah. in the theater and the second watching of this. I'm I'm blabbing all through it, but I was like something about their reaction right there just like teared me up and I'm and I'm glad that they they could have made this scene a lot more they could have made the scene suck. <laughs> Everybody could have been dancing with each other and Caesar could have gone down and danced with them it said Caesar just <laughs> sort of like, yeah, you know. Or Caesar could have nodded his head with the music or whatever. But he's just like, yeah, whatever, humans. <laughs> I'm glad you're happy with your music. We'll know when we get back to the city. And this is this is like the one scene where there's sort of sort of hope. <laughs> Caesar's not as feeling it as much.
0: It's a good scene. Yeah. I like that scene a lot. This dick's about to get. I was his. just to say, are
2: we going to see like a little like uh, see his his drinking glass start to vibrate? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the lights of the UFO come down from above? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a smoke. Right. <laughs> Come here, I want to talk to you.
2: Please step out of the car, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Stop resisting! <laughs>
0: I'm going to go have your woman
2: now. I'll be back in a minute. (laughs) Don't you know it's our tradition. (laughs) (laughs) It's a
0: good scene, too. Yeah. I like the music in this part
2: but the symbolism is all right on the surface it's like the lights are the symbolism of of hope. Caesar wants to right. show them the hope and it's and it, and it's it's to the benefit of this movie that it, at, you know we're just past midway mark and uh, and we're start and and you know I mean, I was rooting for the humans and the apes to to get along in this movie. And it's a sort of like episode three. I was rooting for Anakin not right. to become Darth Vader. It ain't going to happen.
0: <laughs> no. Now, when I saw this in the theater the first time, I didn't understand what happened here because it looked to me like Koba shot Caesar in full view of everybody. And it wasn't until watching it again... That I realized that he's in such a position that only Caesar right. can see him, but I didn't catch that. He the wanted first Caesar time to I see could. him,
2: but nobody yeah,
0: else. It kind of yeah, exactly. It just, but it kind of messed me up because when he comes up and he's like, "You know, humans killed him." I'm like, "What? Did everybody was everybody just blind? They didn't see him?" But yeah, I didn't realize that only Caesar could see him right I'm, there because it. Cause it I, I think it's a little awkwardly filmed in that you know it, it's it's. How?
2: Yeah, you're not really sure that. You, upon the second time, I sort of realized he's on the back end of the house. Yeah. And everybody's exactly. around the other side
0: to see it. That reminds me of when Cornelius falls off yes. the tanker at the end of Escape. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was uh... a.
2: <laughs> Whenever they freak out, it reminds me of Greystoke. <laughs> there was a lot of ape freaking out. Oh, yeah. Greystoke. But, uh,. A lesser filmmaker, or writer would have would have like milked the whole Caesar thing and had Koba, you know, show up with his crew and you know they all would have did the etouffee. I
0: love the sound of Caesar's son's voice here. He sounds like a teenager. Yeah. You want some fries with that go. human gun? Oh, I love that! Love that part with Maurice. He just said, run, and that's it. I love it. (laughs) Love that part. I love the music in this part, too.
2: They're pretty calm about that big fire behind them.
0: Oh, my comics were in there!
2: It's right in the middle of the film. This is the turning point. This is where, yeah, this is where Caesar realizes he never would have suspected an ape would have, you know, betrayed him and then burned down their home. Just breaking the main ape rules.
0: They just let the humans get away, though. That's. That seems a little weird in this part. It's like they
2: forgot all about
0: him. Ah, with that, ah. Ah, oh, that is cool.
2: The mu- And with the music, it's, it's like, yeah. just, just what you want.
0: <laughs> so See, here they come now, but those are some slow apes, man. They had a little bit oh, of a head I start, that they but hide out right here. so did they get the rest of them. I'm not sure, because I was trying to remember what happened to the black guy. Did we see him again later? I don't think so. See this? I don't think so either. So I wonder if they did get. This him. looks a little like a Pepsi commercial to me.
2: <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> passing around the Pepsi and partying in the warehouse. Right. It's. But I think they purposely did that. I think they purposely made the humans seem generic. You know, they purposely did not color in the humans so much because they know we as as the viewers, humans are always going to, you know, they're slowly, slowly putting us closer and closer to where it's coming from the apes point of view, you know? Mm hmm. Very well acted scene. Some good
0: acting here. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I like the I like the the mi- missing pixels on the just you know obscuring the faces and stuff. It's just a nice little touch to all of it. And I like that they're you know I like that they're going to the point of showing that like all these humans here are just you know trauma survivors. You know they're they're everybody's just. Soaked with the pain of loss, but this 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 looks like a downtown mall, you know It's it's just a little too It looks like the bunker in lost or
0: something, yeah Yes it just starts, just starts shooting them. Didn't even wait to find out what the deal is. What the deal is? <laughs>
1: well,
0: I mean, I guess it's good that they didn't because you know, the, of course, the deal is they're coming there to to wipe the humans out. But still, you know.
2: I mean, the first time they they marched up. This time they're
0: coming in full storm, screaming. It's... Right. So what I want to know is, was he just bullshitting at the end of the movie where he tells Malcolm that they made contact with, you know, with someone else and that there was reinforcements coming? Was that just... It's
2: not bullshit because there was a filmed sequence. Maybe, maybe it's on the DVD and, like, cut tracks. But I heard they hmm. filmed a sequence with an aircraft carrier. And and the, the end of this was, ah. go, was originally going to be a big aircraft carrier... Full of military pull you know pulling into you know going up under the San Francisco Bridge the Golden Gate Bridge so yeah and you can sort of hear them they don't make it clear how much actual communication they had but you can hear them at one point say you know like a garbled transmission saying you know we are you know unit blah 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 but you're not really sure if they're actually talking to each other if they're both just sort of hearing garbles of each other's transmissions but it would be a little it would be a little weird that there would be a a military not that there wouldn't be military survivors but that they wouldn't have already been like let's check out San Francisco that was one of the big major cities of the United States right <laughs> let's
0: see who's left there in ten years, See, I like all this battle. I uh, like all this scene, but I do think this movie runs. A I think it runs rather long. Yeah, I, I think the whole part with Caesar's uh, Caesar's lieutenants being all locked up and then having to be freed, and then there's a second battle and all that. I think that part could have been condensed into this first part. Just have it be one one big battle. I, I do think it runs a, a little too long. But this part here was just... I love this shit. This is pretty awesome. (laughs) I don't think they were expecting them to shoot back. Yeah, Yeah, Koba with the machine gun on horseback is just pretty awesome. That's great.
2: Well, that's... Another thing is, these days, you don't have the excuse for not delivering the goods as much as you did in the old days, With, right? You know, like Battle of the Planet of the Apes. There's a battle in that. It's a few. It's a few buses and <laughs> it's pretty yeah, crap. It's the, not much of a budget. And and these days, now that we've got the technology, you can deliver on a full out ape battle and they do they, right. they actually give it to us which is not what people are used to in movies i don't know sometimes they do it out of like maybe of good taste or you know you only want to show so much of it but no they don't skimp on the ape versus human fights in this movie
0: the sound design in this is awesome as well. I mean, you can hear the the rounds, you know, hitting flesh, and it's pretty brutal. I, you know what I think? But in, in surround sound, this movie just sounds phenomenal. You know what I think? Though. What
2: movie did that was Saving Private Ryan. I think once yeah. Saving Private Ryan came out, it was in that they they were like, you know what, we're gonna simulate what it's really like to be in a battle instead of just having, you know, the standard put twing sounds and and all that right and the you know the the, the and it's just been different ever since you know mm-hmm. we saw that in uh in the winter soldier one too that had really realistic right. bullet sounds or i guess i don't know i haven't been in many firefights lately so ah don't like to see the monkeys get burned
1: Jesus, no, who either. is this
2: guy with the horn? I'm going to have to go out there and put a Caesar down on his ass.
0: <laughs> I don't hear it. Good. It's not picking it up on the recording. That's good. Of course, I got the movie up pretty loud, too. so.
2: There's someone just laying on the horn outside. It's St. Patrick's Day when we're recording this, and it's about that time. People, well, I, I saw people lining up at the bars here when I was going to set up for this, um, church garage sale that I was at. At- I- I-, I was outside at
0: 8 o'clock in the morning stayed- Oh, this part's brutal. That's the trolley car, by the way, from the first movie. Oh, really? Movie. Oh! Well, it was.
2: Oh, Mr. Rogers will never be the same. But yeah, I saw, I- <laughs> I love that look he gets,
0: like, oh yeah, I need
1: me <laughs> yeah. one of
2: those. Oh, the, the scenes of the bodies flying up in the air are just insane.
0: Now, what would be scarier, you think? Seeing a horde of flesh-eating zombies coming at you or a horde of pissed-off, machine-gun-wielding apes? apes? Oh, apes, for sure. <laughs> Intelligent apes? At, at least zombies are,
2: uh, you know, dumb as rocks. This is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful shot. Ah! But it just... Ah, oh, it's just so just brilliant. Spinning, just gives it. you the whole panorama. It's just wonderfully. Yep. Yep. And now we're at full circle. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> that is great. Nicely filmed.
1: Location, Hello? See. Oh,
0: okay, they did. Get, they did get a. Yep. Okay. I missed that. And, and they
2: basically left it on. This guy got run out just like we, we just got attacked. So that's the last thing the aircraft carrier would know was right. that they were being attacked. So that, that was probably is what's spurring the next movie. I can't he I I I can't remember why the director said and I'm trying to remember what other movies this director did. But this guy the guy who directed this let's see how much homework I did. But I seem to recall the guy who directed this directed some really good movies also. He wasn't just like some hack that they brought in to replace the last guy. He put some.
0: I'm wondering why they did replace the last guy.
2: It could, you know, it's hard to say, you know, why it could be the guy didn't want to do it. It could be the guy had another movie scheduled and just couldn't you know, do it in the time period he was doing. I I often wonder why James Franco was, if they made a conscious decision not to put James Franco in here or if they they just, um, um, he decided that he didn't want to be in it or he couldn't be in it for some reason, so they wrote it, you know, they wrote him off. It's hard to say.
0: Did you think Caesar oh, yeah. was dead?
2: I I got suckered. I got suck- Well, at this point, I knew he was alive. When they found his body, I knew he was going to be alive because there would be no other reason for them to find his body like away from the camp like that. You know, it, there would be no reason. And th- there's no way. There's no fat in this story. Story wise, right. so for them to find Caesar's body would be excuse me it would be a different scene if he was really dead they would have made it either a more poignant scene or a more symbolic scene I was was genuinely I shouldn't have been but I was genuinely surprised and, and happy when Caesar was alive in this movie it totally tricked me with with the standard cliches you know the I should have known betters
0: I don't know if I didn't believe it or i just didn't want to believe it i believed but. it because i thought it's a
2: planet of the apes movie they take those dark twists and this right. would be the dark the, this would be the dark twist you got to get i thought to myself well that would make sense if you get you know getting rid of caesar is getting rid of that element of the apes that
0: that the one empathizes with the humans Right. So well plus like I said before you know that his fall from his home really did remind me of uh, of the end of Cornelius so right. I, I kind of wondered you know was that really the last of him just by the way he fell and everything by the way the the director it's Matt Reeves and it kind of looks like he's uh, a pal and and everything with uh, with JJ Abrams they've worked together oh. on a number of things this guy directed um, Yeah
1: Cloverfield, Cloverfield
0: and uh, Let Me In, isn't that that one that you were talking about? Let Me In, uh, Let Me In is a very good movie, based
2: on like uh, one of my. Okay, top this right ten movies. here is
0: right out of Beneath, with the stairs yeah. and everything, where the mutants are. Am I right? Yeah, oh yeah. That's what it reminds me of, anyway, when I see it reminds me of uh, of the part with the mutants run humans run <laughs>
2: I'll take that see look how how much more chimpanzee ash looks than than blue eyes right right blue eyes has Blue Eyes has that flesh color that the, the, the original Planet of the Apes had on their, their snout and face.
0: Yeah, it's, maybe that's what it... Because there's something about... Every time I look at him, I can't decide what is different. He's a different color. He's, he's a little less believable, but yeah, I think that maybe that's what it is. is but you know who he is. Maybe he's intentionally <laughs> supposed to be a bridge between these apes and... Um, and the future apes. And, uh, and yeah... This scene is brutal. Now, what I want to know is, where's Rocket? Because I would think Rocket would be pretty pissed about this, because this is his son. Right, right.
2: Well, Rocket could be off fighting somewhere else, you know?
0: Right. Ow. Caesar. God. I think this is the point where Blue Eyes starts to realize... Um, yeah. Okay, well... But I
2: like that Caesar was like, "We started this." I like that. I like that.
0: That's, That's a great yeah. shot with the flash. Well, this is what this is
2: what they awesome. this is what they tease the movie with. And I remember you and I were actually kind of pissed off when we saw this because we were like, "All right, man, how are you gonna live up to that?" You know, it looked like it could have possibly <laughs> been a scene maybe out of context that they were like going to say, Hey, look, you, cause we've been fooled so many times. It's like, Ooh, look at that scene. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, but it might just be like a scene where something happens and it looks like that's happening. You know, I'm, I'm always very cautious, but nope, nope. It was the apes actually hurting the humans after defeating them.
0: <laughs> All right. This is what I'm talking about. Look how grown up this place is. And it's only been 10 years. I mean, the road's gone. Now it's all just road dirt. In front of house. Roads
2: go fast. Roads go Roads would go fast. But the inside is in amazingly better shape <laughs> than it should be.
0: Uh, I ah, it's all moldy and nasty. It and is, shit. but
2: not as moldy and nasty as it really would be. Because um, I actually I work with a kid who does urban exploration. He likes going into exploring abandoned houses and abandoned buildings and stuff. And he goes in to take pictures. So he takes a lot of pictures of, you know, decay, basically. And, uh, man, (laughs) houses especially, especially places made of wood, just like those walls should be like basically black slime with strips of wallpaper hanging out of them, plaster falling off. The the, the inside is, I, I mean... You know, that that, the attic, when they go in the attic, it should be filled with birds and, you know.
0: See, this is where I'm talking about it goes a little long because all of a sudden it shifts to, you know, you will know a life in the game. And I was like, really? getting It's it's this this definitely is not
2: necessary for the story. It's like it's a little fine tuning of the, you know, that that Koba would would jail his enemies and stuff. Basically, it's just adding a little more to the thing that the apes are becoming like humans and acting like what humans do in, in a coup, and uh,
0: is that Rocket? Is that Rocket there next to Maurice?
2: Oh, that would make sense. I think it is. I think they mentioned that that uh, Maurice and Rocket are, when when Caesar asks Blue Eyes. Where, you know where they are I think he does ask after rocket
0: It's not a serious criticism it's just one of those things I notice whenever I watch the movie you know the decay of the world and everything but I do like the way it I looks cuz I you know I'm much like you I'm a sucker for post apocalyptic movies I especially when they okay here's the other nice little nod right here Yeah This also takes me to be, especially right yeah. there it takes me to beneath I I personally I I know it would be hellish, but I ha
2: I also like have a romantic idea of how fun it would be to live in the ruins of society. Oh yeah. It would actually be awful and I would probably die very quickly. But in my in my nerd mind, it would be fun.
0: If it was a little more like if it was a little more like um Burgess Meredith right. situation then, yeah, you know, time enough at last kind of thing. But if it was like this, where it was, you know, intelligent <laughs> apes, apes pursuing, trying to kill yeah. you or, yeah. or, you know, flesh-eating zombies,
2: then, yeah, yeah no not thanks. so I'd like to be left to peace and left to my own peace in the post-apocalyptic. This reminds me of the movie Children of Men, where they had this one long extended shot of somebody running through a, a building with with a battle going around just you know just happening all around them he he really is very lucky to run into blue eyes out of all the Mm -hmm. out of all the apes there's a there's a bunch of scenes in here that remind me of uh the the movie children of men have you ever watched that
0: you know, that was all one. It ex, was all one, one shot. Yeah, that was pretty that's, cool. That's yeah, some, I didn't even notice that until you said some, that.
2: That's some really, uh, that's some really hardcore planning it, to do stuff like that. Chewbacca.
0: Oh, sorry. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> Chewie? That would be fun if there was a running gag in this movie. just.
0: <laughs> Chewie, is that you?
2: I love the look on his face. Not his, the monkey's
0: face. He should have said this line a little
2: sooner. Yeah, that's what I mean. A lot of this could be done. The first thing he should have said is, your dad's alive, we gotta go. He needs you. You know, that's what...
0: I would have coupled that with, please don't shoot me, your dad's alive, I can take you to him. Yeah. Instead of standing there waiting to be
2: gunned down. There's a lot of... Tentativeness where, like, actual communication would have solved a lot of problems of this movie and made it a lot shorter and more boring. So,
0: you got that. But in movies like this, I mean, he needs to get her a bucket of water, you know, soapy water and a rag and have her get busy cleaning the damn house.
2: I like the dead plant in the background anyway. <laughs> I
0: like where his finger lights up and the dead plant comes That's back awesome. to life.
2: Yep. I like how that he looks old here. It he looks yeah. like it's aged him. He does he looks actually sick and beat up. He looks kinda caveman y actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think this is where he asks us about Rocket and yeah, he does look a little bit like the Geico commercials <laughs> yeah.
0: right here. You say that.
2: This, this but I love it. This is the this is the this is the point of the whole movie. You know, he was like, we thought our apes, we thought our shit didn't, our ape shit didn't stink.
1: Guess what? Does? <laughs> so we flung yeah, it.
2: Yeah, we thought the humans were the only ones with bad motivations and bad uh, bad people, but guess what? We monkeys
0: screwed it up. See, he only ever calls him son. I don't think he ever calls him by a name. Now, get me a banana. (laughs) That's very Walking Dead right there. See, somebody was saying that that X on the wall right there was the best indicator of what happened to Will. And uh, and what what was his his girlfriend's name? I can't remember what her I don't, name was. I, I
2: I don't remember. Her character wasn't. Her character was another one of those. that was. She was a good character, but she wasn't too distinctively drawn. You know.
0: Right. It was. Right. It was. I want to say it was Carolyn, but I'm not sure. That's. Yeah. Right. So
2: basically, that means there's there. Don't go in here, plague. I'm guessing. Right. You get the monkey flu here. Although, I gotta say, if I was in post-apocalypse world, I would give up button-up shirts. It's just not <laughs> practical. That's that's for working in the office, dude.
0: I would be straight up... The only thing that I didn't like about this scene, because I, I really like this part of the movie, but the only thing I didn't like about this... Is when Malcolm asks him who it is in the or who it was in the video, and he just says a good man. I really wish that he had called Will his father because I think that that would go that much further that to establish really yeah. his you know why he feels the way he feels about human beings. Because I know that uh, I, you know it's funny. I know a good number of my friends that saw this movie that had never seen the first movie. And it just seems so odd to me going yeah. into this one without having seen that one. And you know, with that being the case, and I'm sure there, there's probably lots of people that went into this one because it was better touted and better advertised that went into this one having not seen the first one. So it seemed like that would be a great bone to throw them to explain just how important Will was to Caesar. And they kind of missed that opportunity by just saying, oh, he's a good man. Well, that doesn't really explain his importance to Caesar's life. Well that's the thing. There's a lot of things like that. Caesar could have
2: they could have had if they're like say organized like a native group and they tell stories of their past yeah, and stuff
0: you said rocket there.
2: And their past and stuff, you would think he would have spread the lore of that and said, you know, this is, you know, been and, and told told the tribe of apes about about Franco and about lithgow and you know that yeah there were humans that were were good i met them and this is what they were like and they're humans that were bad and blah 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 um but then again it sort of shows at the beginning that they're just he was sort of like alive dead or you know it doesn't kind of doesn't matter now you know they're not around anymore so it's kind of right but it also makes you wonder how these two two large groups of Well, I guess not in in the post-communications age, that they could exist so close to each other for 10 years without... And that the humans are surprised about them because of the Apervolt that happened.
0: (laughs) Well, Well, that was the thing. I was trying to remember that from the book because I was reading something somewhere because I didn't remember this myself, but something I was reading says that according to the book... Uh, you know, again, the book that's set in between the two movies that I can't think of the character's name. I'm just keep calling him Commissioner Gordon. That Commissioner Gordon's character knew about the apes. So I I can't I just can't remember that from the book or I mean, whether that was the case or not. It's yeah. it's where I really need to. Well, read it makes again, you wonder if it like, was a really solid when book. it
2: happened if at the time you know, they didn't report that, you know, maybe the company wanted to do some damage control and not report that they're genetically modified smart apes. Either way, well, I guess all the humans had to worry about was the, the flu after that. But it would seem like if a bunch of intelligent apes escaped and, and went into the the wilds around San Francisco that there would be anthropologists and all sorts of people going out to study this. But the you know, I mean these these added scenes, they do get to put a school bus and chain and the in the cages for humans right. into this story. So that's another callback. This is pretty harsh.
0: <laughs> I hope they pull their arms in before they tip all the way over. Ow.
2: I like this one guy yeah, just like hold steady steady
0: <laughs> and by this point they would burn through their ammo really quick doing it like yeah, that by the way
2: uh, that was another complaint I, I was uh, when I was torrenting this movie somebody had put a review up and then they're just like This movie sucks. Apes have unlimited clips. And it's just like, what? Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's just one of those things I notice in any movie where they have machine guns. And when they have them on full auto, it's like, do you you have any idea how How fast you burn through a clip on on full? I mean, when you're on full auto and you have a full clip in there, I mean, it's like, Brr, and it's when empty. When people are it's, firing okay, that many bullets, clip. it usually should be
2: accompanied by their buddy next to them feeding in a whole roll of, of <laughs> right. a pile of them in the gra- on the ground, yeah.
0: Now, what kind of video camera is this? Because I want one, because the battery's lasted 10 it's, years it's on this It's plugged
2: in, see? It's plugged in right now. But, yeah, you're right. The battery would, well... So the house has no. Power? No, this battery would be done. No, yeah, the house has power now. San Francisco has power, so it's plugged in. But I'll tell you what, the battery would not charge so, back up after ten years. After ten years without power, that battery would be a dud. It would be it would be a paperweight. Yes, after three months, that those kinds of batteries, of if course. you don't charge them and work them, will will start to crap out.
0: But this is videotape. Yes, right. Yeah, so would the tapes? still tape be good? Tape would still be point?
2: fine. Yeah, tapes have, I have videotapes. I have videotapes from when I was a little kid that still play. So, I mean, audio tapes. Look at audio tapes. I have audio tapes from when I was, you know, 10 years old that I can still listen to. Not that I haven't worn them out. No, it.
0: That was a really short tape.
2: Yeah, I know. It was, it was right at the end. Yeah hey rewind watch some more memories if you want Caesar you know there's a whole tape full of them
1: oh.
0: this is a good yeah. scene though
2: Ch- chessboard in the
0: foreground they should have thrown his uh, his puzzle of the uh, Statue of Liberty into the scenes here somewhere he had that one that he was building in the first movie. I just oh, thought that right, was cool. Right. Yeah, this would have been really good
2: if he, if he said, my father, he was a good man. Yeah, I think that would have definitely been better. Just the CG lighting is so good.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: hope somebody brought the potato salad.
2: <laughs> I don't know. This movie is just like... I, I guess I can't help but love it. It's got almost everything that pushes my awesome buttons... I love people. I love post-apocalyptic landscapes. Love, 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 love the monkeys. I love, like, scenes of people returning to a place that's been abandoned for a long time. Oh, yeah. I love scenes like that, and I love scenes of, like, people plotting behind the scenes. It's This movie has, like, everything for me.
0: Well, the the post-apocalyptic stuff, especially when it's all busted and messed up and overgrown and everything always takes me back to like logan's, logan's run. run i
2: think it you know, was probably I, I logan's that. run and planet of the
0: apes that originally got us you know yeah uh, oh i'm sure yeah for me i'm sure it was i can't think of anything else like that you know, you know the, that far the back the road
2: warrior was a good post-apocalyptic but it was way post-apocalyptic it didn't
0: have the well, it was much yeah. later than this in my life that you know that i would too. have discovered that so too, that too. I mean, because Logan's Run was like, that was the big thing for me before Star Wars was Logan's Run. See, I didn't. Because I I watched that movie over and over
2: and over again. I didn't see Logan's Run until after Star Wars came out when it finally made it onto TV. So by that time, I, I, like now I like Logan's Run way more than I liked it as a kid because I saw it after Star Wars and I'm like, this is cheesy, you know everything's all clean <laughs> and look at their costumes you know and it's all fake looking but now that i watch it now when i watch it i love it i love the whole look of it but then then you know i wanted it to be more like star wars i was hoping it was going to be right. more like star wars and i'm like oh it's more of an old school science fiction movie
1: that's now another like, one we need it's to do a,
0: a commentary for sometime logan's run we never yeah.
2: did a commentary for logan's run
0: we, did, I think about. we did an episode on it, but I don't think we did a commentary for it. Yeah, that would be a fun one. I dig that movie. It's a good piece of music right here, too. I was watching this scene the other day and it reminded me of Star Trek 5. I kept waiting for Spock to come up with his with his uh, rocket boots. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, why are they all gathered up in the tower? I don't know. Because the plot just needs him to it needs be there? He needs to be there. This is
2: but what I, I like, like it about is it is when the guy finally blows, blows up the, the tower. tower, his plan didn't really work out as like he thought it would. It gets right. a bunch of apes, but it doesn't really. Now he maybe he didn't have it. I like this scene where he's just he's just like, I like this
0: guy. You know what? Oh, they didn't finish it. That's why, because right. Malcolm's in the middle. Of, they're still making the the C four packets. That's why it didn't. Because I was trying to figure that out myself when I rewatched this. I'm like, wait a minute. They blew the thing up, but it doesn't fall. What is that all about? And now I get it. They weren't done. And I that makes I sense. I think this
2: is a really good portrayal of somebody who's acting strictly on their conscience, you know. He does not want right. to do this, but he is, every little movement is just, like, forced. It's, it's great, you know. He's just like, i got to do the right thing. And it really portrays... That's the character's name. I couldn't remember his name. It would be great if he started getting a little twitch in his eye. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: the apes (laughs) give me Cluzo. that's all the apes want
2: see he only now is he He explaining what's going on with the apes he could say look these guys are having trouble they have a schism but they have one leader who is sympathetic towards us and if he's maintained as leader we're okay. We can, and as long as we don't screw them, we'll be okay. You know, and it, I mean, it seems like you could have talked Gary Oldman saying, look, we got to go after Koba. <laughs> if we could take out Koba, right. you know, we'll have, you know, we'll have these apes on our side, you know, and as long as we don't screw things up, it'll be fine.
0: But until Caesar reasserts himself, do you think that would follow? If they had taken out Koba. For the moment the apes are faithful to Koba would they then turn on the humans and, and attack attack mm, That's them?
2: true. But I would still uh, I would still think they might do it not knowing that that would be the the But yeah, yeah, no, I you're right. Uh Caesar has to beat Koba. He has to prove he has to Although and this is this is sort of back to the um was it was it battle with uh with the fight in the tree, up in the tree, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that's battle, because that was because. Uh, oh, what's the ape's name in that one? He he killed Caesar's son, right? right? Yeah. yeah,
1: it
2: was it was the ape kill ape does not kill ape fight in the yeah. up in the air. So it's yeah,
0: yeah, and this has some nice callbacks right. to that.
2: There's a couple little bits of movement here that are a little CG.
0: Yeah, a little but- bit. What the hell is the name of the of the ape in that one? All I can think of is Orko, and I I don't think that's right. I think it is. That was um. Oh,
2: what the hell is that actor's name? Claude Akins. Yeah. Is that yeah. his name?
0: Is it Orko? General Orko. I think Orko? so. I can't remember.
2: Orko the killer whale. <laughs> Don't play fair. I love <laughs> that line. That line is always good.
0: I get that line far too often <laughs> that,
2: in my life. I was gonna say that line is good no matter where you they put it. <laughs> they attacked us because they thought
0: we attacked them. I have, have far to too many show. people say that to and me. That, and that, far too
2: often. And I think that line is a little out of place. Him going, "They're animals," you know. They they rode up and spoke to you. <laughs> you sat there. They're
0: and, animals. You sat
2: there and watched them form sentences in front of you. I love this music right here.
0: It, the what's funny about the score is it's much like a lot of Giacchino's. It's a little repetitive, but it really. Oh, Aldo! That was the Aldo, name. That was his name. Yes, Aldo. Yeah.
1: Brother. Brother. To human. Hmm. Fly, fly. See fly.
2: These, these, these lines are out of a comic book. Oh yeah, they're, they're 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 almost unnecessary, but they're it's just I just love it.
0: Oh, I love it. It makes too. it
2: it makes it timeless. There's no stupid stupid part. If this was an '80s or '90s movie, there would have to be some stupid part where like the teenager taught one of the apes some slang word or.
0: No. <laughs> vista,
2: exactly baby. exactly if anyone <laughs> used it here when he finished off koba and stuff none of that right. none of that jive ass honky bullshit it's just <laughs> yes beat beat apes that's what you do so well Man, if they only learned to just grab their fists together, they could do the kirk instead of just doing the two-handed what? beat. They could do the two-handed fist.
0: This is the swinging on the vines thing from King Kong, done, done well. so much yes. better. Yeah, the, the the
2: King Kong one was that was the scene in the movie that like really pissed me off because it was like now we're gonna do something that's just a video game. Or an attempt at that Steven Spielberg sort of like Rube Goldbergy thing, and it just didn't work. It was so outrageous. <laughs> it's true. This guy is an asshole.
1: <laughs>
2: so, so will never mock me again. <laughs>
0: It's a good line, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a sudden leap for the character. Yes. I yes.
2: Think. Yeah, I would have rather seen. Whoa. I would have rather seen that character do a turnaround. Actually, it was he, he's too intelligent not to.
0: I agree with you. It is really hard to watch so many of the apes
1: get, get
2: killed. Like
0: crushed and fall and just the ape bodies the way they tumble it's it's hard to well, watch was like
2: when they were shoot were shooting at them with the bazookas and cannons and you'd see just the ape bodies go flinging through the air at one in some ways it's really cool in other ways it's just like no no kill ape
0: well, the explosion made the sun come out <laughs> well, i guess you're dead
1: I like that bloody cough. That was
0: that was nasty. He's like, "Help me, help me!" He just takes the. Thank you. (laughs) That's just wrong.
2: But it's great because it's shocking. Because up until now, you haven't seen. It's. The humans are becoming duller and duller, and the apes are showing more and more human characteristics. I love it. It's it's mm-hmm. not too subtle, and it's not too overt. It's just the perfect for this kind of movie, for pop, pop genre social commentary. And I like that this movie, like in 20 years, will still be a commentary on the same thing. It's not a commentary on our right. time. It's a commentary on the general human no. condition, which the original ones were, but they did pull the nuclear... Right. I have had enough.
1: You... <laughs> right? Right. <laughs>
0: when you're hanging
2: off something and the person above you has that look on your face you ain't getting any help I think that ship has sailed, Koba
0: (laughs) kiss me you milky eyed freak (laughs) nah, that moment's coming later
2: you'll get your chance, I like that, did you see the one ape off to the right just sort of hanging off that piece of
0: machine, it's great Poor Maurice. You are a dick.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're an ape.
1: Bye.
0: Right. Alright, watch. There's a moment right here. Right there. He might have saved himself there's some serious speculation that we haven't seen the last of him, and I'm not so convinced They don't show either. his body. That was a pretty, uh, pretty rough fall. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and when you're tangled up in a in a bunch of girders like that and they hit the ground, pretty good chance they'd shred you in in reality. But, yeah. I just have to point yeah, we out. Might, we the, might the, have two different, the, we might have warring ape, apes factions in the next movie, you know?
0: I just have to point it out because the uh, you know the the continuity nitpicker in me just feels the necessity. They keep playing up that one gorilla like he's Buck, and Buck's dead, but they just they keep doing that. They keep kind of pushing that that same button like it's him, but it, it can't be. But I, I do like that. Well, we you don't do want to be a gorilla racist like- and
2: say that all gorillas look alike.
0: <laughs> I can't tell, what- but you know I. <laughs> You know we I do like that a couple of times in the movie we do get that that shot that we got a couple of times in the first movie where it was all the different species of apes yeah. all you know one of each you know lined up to represent them. I'm not sure I follow uh, Caesar's thinking here. I, I'm not sure what his reasoning is that. Well, it's too late now. We we gave it a shot, buddy. Sorry we couldn't make it work. And what what's Not from Caesar. Them? Yeah,
2: not from Caesar's. But from both of these guys' point of view, they they should be able to make it work. I don't think if he – well, no, Gary Oldman told him the troops were on the way. So he might – Yeah, Caesar but still, doesn't know all this that.
0: guy's got to do is go out and meet the meet the captain or whatever and go, Hey, hey, everything's cool now. We're all right. Yeah, I it may it may not be that simple at first, but it seems like if he would go out as the representatives of the humans, now you've got Caesar back in control, back in control of the apes. It seems like with Koba out of the picture right. and Commissioner Gordon out of the picture, that they ought to be able to make the shit work well, hum- now. Because those were the instigators, and plus Carver's, you know, presumably dead. The humans too. will not forgive.
2: Humans aren't in much of a position not to forgive at this point.
0: Right, so. they, they yeah, they need access to that dam for power, so why wouldn't they? And again, you've got this guy to step right into the, into the void left by the death of Dreyfus and yeah. those other people.
2: Yeah. But I think it's that overall statement of just like, we're not going to get along because there's just too many of us that are not like us two, maybe is what he's saying. I like. La- here, here, oh, here's it the is. kiss
0: me moment. There you go.
2: Kiss me, you hairy ape. Come
0: here. <laughs> Come here, baby. <laughs> I,
2: I was watching My this mind. and I was like, "Am I gonna get that line first, or is Scott gonna get that line?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm th- wondering when when you're gonna do the rewatch if you're gonna be like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> Three movies in a row. <laughs> I don't know if we have a moment like that in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, so we'll see.
0: Oh, I will find one. I don't
2: think we have a ceiling collapsing on anybody in Guardians of the Galaxy either. That movie is going to be stupid.
0: <laughs> I can't wait for Guardians. I kind of sat back on this one a little bit because I, I know you're the monkey movie guy, but I'm telling you, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be blabbing my ass off through Guardians. I'm sure I can't you wait are. for that one. I freaking love that movie. That's gonna be the commentary for all the people that think I'm just I'm too cynical or I'm too down on this and that. No, no, no. The, I'm gonna make up for all that shit with one one. Commentary. The, the, the true test of Guardians of the Galaxy. I was at work with a lot of
2: non-genre people and people who are just sort of, they like science fiction and movies like that, but it's not like a big passion of theirs. But, you know, when they go to movies, that's the kind of movies they go to see. Everybody's got the Guardians of the Galaxy awesome mixtape on their phone, and they play <laughs> it, and then they play it, and they go, God, I love these songs. I want to see this movie again. <laughs> and 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 it has the same effect on me. Um, uh, hooked on hooked on a feeling used to used to bring memories of uh, Reservoir Dogs and now it's been totally wiped. That's been that cultural reference has been wiped out and replaced by Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: See this scene right here is the scene that reinforces to me how amazed I am by the CGI because you I mean you had to go into this scene and I mean none of this is real these are yeah. all actors that had to be overlaid with the ape bodies and it totally works. Plus, I like how this ties back to the beginning of the movie with Caesar's eyes. That's what opened the movie, that's what closes the movie. That's pretty awesome. Alright, that's too close, man. Back off.
2: No, I'm starting to smell ape now.
0: <laughs> oh, what a great movie. It really is a great movie.
2: I'm sticking to my guns that I I like it just a little hair better than the first movie. I like the first movie. It was a great introduction, but this one one has graduated into full out beating the chest ape movie. And it's just so rare nowadays that you get a movie that understands its genre, embraces it doesn't is 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 celebrating its origins without mocking them or just throwing in cheap references it 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 fits it fits the only thing that that's a little different is i think the quality of filmmaking has gone up in these last two movies from the other ones they're
0: right oh they're
2: approached as a real move as a real movie and that was what the critics were all saying this this movie has elements of a real movie in it. Yeah, that's because you haven't been watching any good genre movies. They think that's not an element of genre movies. It's just an element that most people are too lazy to put into them. Or it's not necessary to put into them, you know? I mean, when you get down to it, it's the film company trying to make money. And it's like, well, if we spend money on this good writer or on a, uh, on, you know rewriting and rewriting then that's just less money that we get in profits but i'm glad they're
0: paying attention i, uh, I enjoy the hell out of it but now i i'm gonna stick to my guns that uh i i enjoy the first one you know just that much more that because you know i mean i i th- you know I think the CGI, as amazing as it was in the first movie, I think the CGI just gets better and better. It's you know it's so believable in this one. There's really only just the the barest little moments where I go, man, eh, it looks a little wonky. Where most of it is just mind blowing and it completely sucks me into it. I think the story is really good. I think it's entertaining. I think it's action packed. But the one thing that it, it doesn't do that the first one did. In Spades was I, I don't feel that emotional connection with this one were, that there, I did. With, I mean, ta- there are moments in the first movie that that move me to well, tears, and that never happened. John There's Lith- never a tear up. You moment had John in this Lithgow one. with Alzheimer's
2: syndrome in it. That's like right. just asking for, you know. I mean, it's it's almost kind of pandery because it's like, oh, we'll give him this really dramatic, but it's John Lithgow, so he makes it real. He doesn't make it tacky or trite and so you you, you, and I think they purposely gave you more humans to relate to in that movie they're, I think they're weaning us off the humans and getting us used to more apes which in my mind is exactly <laughs> the way we should you know I mean it should be I, I mean I'm personally looking forward to seeing what you know Watching the humans devolve, you know, because that's where they're headed.
0: Yeah, the, that's something that I'm going to go bring up. And, you know. Yeah, I, I wonder if we should have started to see signs of that in this. I mean, we've got what a couple of thousand yeah. years to yeah. play with. Yeah, oh so, yeah, you, you, know, you that, can't that with that time. already.
2: But yeah, you got to get
0: to it though pretty soon. <laughs> but I, I thought that that would have been an interesting thing to address in this. Is that say that the the simian flu does one of two things it either kills you or it uh it affects like say like i don't know like your dna right, or something right. to where it could be a recession like your kids will showing be showing up after generations or something yeah exactly the kids you know your kids you know second or third generation down the road the kids start to be born mute right. and maybe they're a little slow in the head or something you know so
2: that mutation I mean if you want to go real cheesy science fiction you could say whenever they get to the nuclear war that it um
0: that, Maybe that's that, what does that, it that
2: yeah. speeds up the de-evolution of the humans and the evolution of the apes.
0: Right. It's a good route it to go. Be. But um
2: I'm wondering if they're planning on doing this as a trilogy or if they're just going to keep going with it or I I kind of hope they. As so long I kind as- of hope they don't. I kind of hope they don't like go on with it because the trend is, you know, the studios cut the budgets and it, it and you know until you get to that the last one that nobody goes to that's pure
0: camp, you know, like battle. <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, I think they actually. I think they actually did something. Virtually unheard of. With this, is I'm pretty sure that they lavished more money on this one than they did on its predecessor. I'm I'm almost positive. Let me see if I can find out Thank here. Oh God! For so months. let's see. We've got all right. So this one, Dawn, was made on a budget of 170 million. Let's see about Rise. Rise was done on a budget of, yeah, a mere 93. So, what is that? Double the yeah. budget? Well, there's a lot more effects in this one. That- yeah, but I mean, that's again, this is 20th Century Fox we're talking about. They had an established smash hit with the original Planet of the Apes. And if there's anybody to be blamed for the degradation of the quality of those films, it's 20th Century Fox. They scuttled their own franchise by slashing the budget with every subsequent... Yeah, but this time, they're learning a lesson for at least between these two movies, they actually doubled the budget. That's pretty friggin' cool. That's unheard of. That's smart. (laughs) Yeah, being
2: smart is unheard of. And it paid off. This movie made better... uh, I'm guessing it made better money. It definitely, like, came out to a lot more critical. Than than Rise, you mean? Well, if you got people that you're running into that saw this movie and not the first one, then it's a good marker that that was a lot more people saw this movie, you know.
0: Well, the first one was made on a budget of ninety three and it grossed four hundred and eighty one million. The second one was made on a budget of one hundred and seventy and grossed seven hundred and eight. So, trying to think, which one? I think this one did better, Better, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, one way or the other, though, that's pretty remarkable. So, let you know, I'm all for them continuing to. You know, I hope they go. There's a lot a, of there, a third there's a lot of time if, to
2: keep telling stories before you have to, for Taylor oh, yeah. has to land. You know.
0: Exactly. That's the thing is, there's so much story that they could tell, but here's the thing: they they'd have to do two things. They would have to keep the quality up. Of both the, the CGI, the acting, the the writing, everything, and also continue to invest money in it, and not just start to go, well, let's uh, this next one, let's slash yeah. the budget by half and see what we can come up with. If they start to do that, that'll that kill will it.
2: that will that will start bringing the quality down. It's a it's a tried and true method of killing franchises. I've been just I was mm-hmm. doing some reading about the Walking Dead TV show, and that's what happened to the Walking Dead. AMC AMC's pulling a Star Trek on it and cutting their budget every year. Yep. Right they, it, but that's another that's another story for another podcast, but <laughs> uh, it's just so weird how slowly they learn, but at least it at least movies like this show There's there's been a lot of movies lately. The Marvel movies and and stuff like that that have been sort of proving that some people in Hollywood are learning lessons you know that seemed like common sense but it didn't seem like they were getting it for a long time now they're starting to seem to 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 get it so i guess that's a good sign i don't know i'm just i'm sort of glad it's not coming out this year and crowding up the (laughs) crowding up the already filled up 2015 Hopefully it'll come out like sixteen or something and fill in the years between Star Wars movies, hopefully.
0: Little note to Hollywood, I would much rather have a post credits scene than the stupid little uh you know, please don't pirate this movie message that we got at the end though.
2: I hate that. This that yeah, that makes that makes me angry. I wanna I, I wanna go go all Facebook at it and start arguing with
0: it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It just uh, the guilt, you know. In this day and age, movie. especially with science fiction movies, have they not learned that everybody wants that Nick Fury moment at the end of the movie? I, I mean, I thought that was a thing. Now I think
2: they were trying. I think they're trying to establish. I'm glad they. I'm glad they didn't, to tell you the truth, because I'm. I'm sort of happy that they're establishing their own little. It, it, it helps make it timeless, you know. It helps make it. I, I think a lot of the post credit sequence stuff will be like in um, in the 90s. Remember during credits they would play all the outtakes and goof-ups and stuff was a big uh, thing. You would see a right. comedy movie or a kung fu movie and at the end you would see all the the flubs. That was right. sort of a 90s thing. And now they don't really do that anymore. And so now the 2000s thing is to have a post-credit sequence, which works which is like the most brilliant thing in the world for the Marvel movies doesn't always work with, with other stuff. It can, it can be awkward if they don't pull it off. Right. But I'm sort of glad the apes movies were more traditional, traditional films and not, you know, made, made to have a short shelf life of you know just a lot of the remakes are are made like that they're made for a shelf life of the time that it's in the theater and when it first gets released on video and then people can forget about it and they've made their money and whatever it doesn't matter this one's building this one's building and it's doing it smartly and i just hope they keep i hope they keep on the curve that they're they're on I believe the same director is on for the next one. I, I, he was talking yeah, about yeah, how he, he was is. signed for the next one and, and really into doing it. And to his credit, have you ever seen Cloverfield?
0: I tried to right. watch it. I, uh, the 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 camera the, the, work the, thing, you know, the found, found footage aspect of it. it was annoying. And I'm glad
2: to see that this guy is in a one trick pony. That he's like not going to be like one of those filmmakers who do. I do found footage movies, you know. He, right. he he chose to do that as for whatever reason he chose to do it as a as a found footage movie and did it that way, and then he chose to do Planet of the Apes as a very I mean it has those sweeping CG shots where the camera's way above su- you know doing impossible things for a regular camera or if, at least not impossible at least very exp- they would be very very expensive crane shots. Where, where the camera can swoop around and stuff, but for the most part, it's a pretty straight-up traditional movie shot in just a normal way, you know? It's made, so 20 years from now, people might go, well, the years that, you know, we've gone past the time when this was supposed to happen, but it will still translate into something good, you know? It won't be a sticking point to where it's like, I can't get past this 2000s. I hate, you know, I hate this new century, man, because there's no, you know, we, the the, the re- referencing to the 90s and the 80s and the 70s as, as you know, time periods has just become so much more awkward. I've heard people <laughs> call it the aughts. Yeah, I don't no, like I don't that. like that either. It does not does not work. But nothing else does either, so I hate it. <laughs> I can't I just can't wait till it's long enough you think like when we get to the like I guess it'll have to be in like five years when we get to the 20s if we'll be like the 20s again you know we'll say oh it's the 20s or or it'll be like the right. Neo 20s or something or the Mega 20s future 20s <laughs> that's what I think we should start calling: future 20s future 30s 40s of the future <laughs>
0: Well, all I got left to say is next week, Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Monkeys to raccoons. All I've got <laughs> left to say is. <laughs>
0: just search two true freaks with an exclamation mark at the end space and the number two you can find two true freaks on facebook just search for two true
2: freaks Dumbass. if you ever leave your house and you actually have friends why
0: don't you tell them about two true freaks if you've enjoyed our show please won't you take a moment to rate us on itunes That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks! We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of
1: 1954.
2: This is a drawing of the craft.
1: As I was leaving the craft, the Commander Soltek said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.